Hello, everybody. Live from a gloomy Los Angeles, it is the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller. We will be joined shortly by my lifelong co-host, the Icons. Everybody's in a state of mourning. I'm sure the Icons are out somewhere popping champagne in celebration. But we just witnessed something that I've never seen in a, in the World Series ever. If you ask me, this was more shocking than the grounder rolling through Buckner's legs, going through the wickets in 86. Uh, this is crazier than Joe Carter in the walk-off salami or walk-off three-run bomb. This is lunacy, what we just watched from the Dodgers right now. Absolute lunacy. Because the game was a fantastic game. Both teams showed so much heart. The young kid, Urias, had another great start. Um, the 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 Rays went kind of the bullpen route with Yarbrough and, and so on and so forth. And then this game, about the sixth inning, became one of the better baseball games you'll ever watch ever. If you are trying to convert someone into being a baseball fan, this is the game that I would suggest turning on. Because you had intense offense, you had intense defense, you had great base running, and you had a surprise finish that no one ever in life would have ever, ever, ever thought of. We're going to cut straight to the end here because the end of the game was insane. First and foremost, Kenley Jansen has looked really good the last seven days. All of L.A. is mad at Kenley Jansen because he keeps everybody's blood pressure up because he makes the games very interesting when he comes in for the past couple of years ever since he had his heart issue. Now, with that, there's a loyalty that the team has to Ken Lee as a closer that a lot of people have questioned, and even Dave Roberts, the manager, questioned because he said he couldn't name a closer at the beginning of the series. Well, he gave Ken Lee a shot, and Ken Lee pitched well at the end of the Braves series. He pitched well here. And tonight, the Dodgers entered the bottom of the ninth with a one-run lead, and the heir to the closer thrown, Bruce Dargratterall, already throwing one very impressive inning of baseball. Now, the question is, do you stick with Gratterall or do you go with Jansen? The answer is, is he went with Jansen. And to me, if you go with Jansen, then you have to trust Jansen. Ken Lee did his job in with the first batter with Kiermaier. He just he sawed him off and Kiermaier ended up at first base with a half a piece of wood. And, you know, he got a little bleeder. It is what it is. But that set up the matchup everybody was waiting for and looking for with Randy Orozco-Pollo being able to get on. Ladies and gentlemen, I have word that the icons have entered the building. It was very difficult to find him, but he's here now. Icons, can you hear me? Kiki, can you hear me? (laughs) Uh, And so the matchup everybody wanted to see because Randy Orozco-Pollo, a.k.a. Young Wesley Snipes, has made his, he's left his mark on the game of baseball through his postseason performance. Kiermaier gets on. The second batter is Hunter Renfro? Who was the second batter? that The second batter did not get on. No, the second batter wasn't Hunter Renfro, was it? it was Who was the, the second batter? It's, it's Kiermaier and Joey then... Wendell? Was it Joey Wendell? And then Joey Wendell, Joey Wendell flew out on a key play to left field that Jock Pet- 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 Peterson made 
which we'll cover in a second. But what we want to cover for you guys is the insanity that actually happened over the last half inning of baseball. Because to the casual fan, it kind of looked like a circus. It kind of looked like this, kind of looked like that. If you know baseball and you saw what happened, you'll recognize how special it is and how many things had to happen for that last play to actually happen. And that's what I want to break down. Break it down in the midst of of breaking breaking down the game. The game itself was, you know, pretty fantastic, to be honest. It was a great game. Can you ever really break down the game of baseball, though? That's why it's so awesome. No, it's it's, it's, it's unbreakable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't you can't it's decipher something. this code, and this is why we love it so much. It's because there is no time limit. There are 27 outs, and until you get those 27 outs, the game is not this over. Game is not over. I mean, there's it ain't over till it's over, baby. <laughs> there's not a there's an unlimited amount of pitches. There's a whole bunch of moving parts that's going on. We got people playing out of position. We got people paying their position that still can't execute. It really doesn't matter. The game is what it is. (laughs) So let's just go over what happened at the end of the game. All right. Wendell flies out. Jock Peterson's in left field because he came in on a pinch hit and got a clutch uh, knock, a huge knock that Brandon Lyle should have caught, but you can't really be mad at him for not catching. It looked like the sniper got a hold of him. He got a single to score two runs. Cody Bellinger got thrown out at third which also was a big play that I haven't heard anybody talk about. Because he made the third out at third base. He made the third out at third base, which is which what is you a do big not baseball. Do. No, no. No first outs, no third outs at first base. At third base. Uh, and this situation then falls into the hand of Randy Arroz Compoyo. Randy Arena took Kenley Jansen deep last night in a non- important situation and you can argue that this is why you don't bring your closer in in non-closing situations because well, I, I beg the different because all of the situations are are important at this point because you're getting familiarity and then you're also what you that, that's where i was going uh-huh and this is and also what you're getting is that a guy that doesn't really succumb to the pressure like that ken lee is being put in a bunch of situations to fail and the dodgers are doing him a disservice at this point well the guy the the game was eight to three last night or something crazy like that 11 to three so that it wasn't necessary for ken lee to actually close he didn't get a save he didn't close that game they're trying and to get his confidence back was, though And his confidence was back, but he's still a closer, meaning he thrives on the adrenaline of the game being close. Right. I wasn't actually mad at Ken Lee tonight, to be honest. You could have stayed with Gratterall, obviously, but since you got Ken Lee's confidence up, you have to go with him. And this is my point. If you do bring him in the game, you can't ask him to pitch around anybody. No. And he went right at Yes, You you have have to to trust his stuff if you you bring him in. So he he goes straight after a Rosarena down the middle, not even a cutter. It looked like just some cheese right down the middle with Bad the first pitch, pitch. Too, really. But terrible pitch, and it looked like t- it caught a Rosarena off guard. Well, I can understand where Rosarena is coming from because what he's trying to do is, a, is see if you're going to pitch around him. So he needs to he needs to find out what kind of approach he's going to take into play. I'm not mad at him, and no. what he took was a fantastic approach because yeah. he runs the count three and two. He, on the 2-2 pitch, he took one of the toughest pitches that you will ever see. The cooter. The barracuda. <laughs> Kenley threw him a cooter that, that looked like it came out of Mariano Rivera's hand. It looked like it didn't even come out of Kenley's hand. Yeah. That ball looked like it was on the corner, and Rosarena took it with ice water in his veins, which was amazing. 
The 3-2 pitch, he fouls down to third base, which if Turner made that play in fair ground, they weren't going to throw him out anyways. No. <laughs> and then he walks on a curveball in the dirt. Problem is, on the 2-2 pitch, when Ken Lee threw the great cutter and he took it, that to me looked like it took Ken Lee's confidence. Ken Lee did not want to come back in the strike zone because the 3-2 pitch that he fouled off was a ball. He tried to replicate the pitch. Well, I think that what they had established was that if we can't, if he doesn't swing at pitches outside the zone after you get in front of him, then we're going to walk him. And he didn't swing at him. So they just decided that they're, they're low-key or perhaps, pitching around him. It, but see, perhaps, and this is where mistake number one comes in in the inning. If you have him in there, make a Rosarena prove that he's going to beat you. <laughs> Don't beat worry. Him. Don't worry. He will. <laughs> he didn't do it tonight. He did do it tonight. Me. He did do it tonight, though. Because I need to do it with the bat. I don't he need to do it with, with his this legs. This is what's so awesome about him, because he did it with his legs. He's doing whatever you give him. You give him his legs, he uses his legs. You give him in a, a, a poor, poorly pitched at bat, he takes it. And this is what's te- excelling him to the next level. And when everybody talks about the pressure of the World Series, this guy just escaped off the island of Cuba. He is not worried about the World Series pressure. He enjoys it. He thrives in it. This is his world. He loves it. He's, he's, I think you got a personal uh, direct line to Randy. I do, man. The dude's feeling it. I and, I, and, and, and I'm feeling he's Randy. Feeling <laughs> <laughs> I love Wesley Snipes out there. I, you, I'm giving him a John Washington. <laughs> he looks more like John to me. Well, either way it goes, the kid walks, and now we have two outs, and we have a kid that has that is the nobody, and this is why baseball is the greatest game ever invented, steps up. He takes the first pitch, which was a tough pitch. By tough. The way. Oh, my goodness. That was tough tougher pitch. than the one that Riz Arena had. This is why I'm trying to tell you that I wasn't mad at Ken Lee. Ken Lee made tough pitches because he struck somebody else out on that. He struck out your man, uh, the Japanese player, uh, yeah, Yoshi. Uh, Tis- Tisagawa or something like that. Tisagawa on a he had he he came in too. He just threw cheese about him. Yeah, threw cheese by him. It was a two-seamer he threw by him. It wasn't even a cutter. Two strikes, but 2-0, he actually threw a fastball that the guy swung out of his shoes. He put too much on it. Yeah. 2-1, he threw a tough cutter. And then 2-2, he went really to the dirt with the two-seamer that the guy chased. He went to the dirt uh, or the dirt? It, it, he didn't really even go to the dirt or the dirt because it was just a low strike. <laughs> oh, okay. But but that's two outs. And now we got a Rosarena on first. Kiermaier, who has a well above average. He has an exceptional speed on second. And what happens? The improbable. A crazy at bat that you see. Phillips takes strike one, takes ball one. He then takes strike one on an inside cutter that was questionable, but I'm not mad at them giving Kinley that pitch. They gave him a high he cutter. Did. It was an inside high cutter. And then they gave it him that. It wasn't that that far out. Wait a minute. The next pitch is the pitch that you had. Should, everybody should have a problem with them calling the strike. Well, I have a problem with not just them calling that for a strike because that was literally almost on the outside black. But from a baseball standpoint, you can't give him the in and the out. The up the or the in down. and the out. You, I, he can't he have it all. What, what do I have? Established. He's established. The umpire established that you gave him the up and in. Right. So what it was gave him up and in. Exactly. So now you're gonna give him the down and out? What am I supposed to get? Am I straight down the middle? That's not gonna happen. So so clearly I'm supposed to be the rookie that that lets the legend redeem himself is what I'm supposed to do. Right. Sacrificial and, and land. Brett Phillips and Brett Phillips had other plans. What was his and plans? 
his plan was to get a big knock off of a cutter that Kenley left just a little over the plate. This is another example of when you walk a runner, which then brings the one runner into scoring position. Now Kenley is worried about nibbling, if you will. Well, he's I'm going to go even no longer wanted to go in the strike zone. I'm so, going farther than that because what's what we really watched tonight was a game of dinkers and dunkers that hurt everybody because of saber metrics because everybody's in a shift so everybody's it happens in the wrong position yes it so happened it, with Corey seager yes and adamas exactly and then it happened it happened again a couple of times you know with with just what happened now because he might have been able to get to that plate or might not but what you do do is put these guys into situations so that they can su- succeed not fall apart or barely get to a, a ball or something like that being out of position is humongous being out of position is humongous in baseball. And so then what ends up happening, the kid hits a, a knock. It wasn't necessarily a dunker, but it wasn't a, the bullet by right, any means. Right. The kid the kid gets a knock. You're never going to throw Kevin Kiermaier out on this play under any circumstance whatsoever. He could get shot rounding third and he'll still score. The problem is Chris Taylor, who's in center field. Who shouldn't is, be there. Is. What? Not a center fielder. <laughs> Hello. Chris Taylor is a second baseman, and he throws like a second baseman. So Chris Taylor is so busy trying to charge hard that he makes an error, whereas Jock Peterson should have been in center field if he's the sub because he actually was the franchise center fielder. Coming up through the minors. And even the first year, if you remember the first year when he played, first couple years. Uh But he wouldn't lose that little extra baby fat he had, so they wouldn't give him the love then. Right. So... That's that's piece number two or three. That's, that's actually if you count the the at bats and whatnot. That's piece about number six, which is insane. Then you got coming speed. from a former, then coming from a former, <laughs> coming from a former first baseman, we watch something else insane. Max Muncy, who's been playing suspect defense all shortened season, uh, all shortened for years now. It's not his fault. He's at first base. I haven't heard one person talk about this. Max Muncie took the relay throw between the pitcher's mound and home plate. Well, and let's even go further than that because after he took that throw, then oh, he- we can't, we can't, we can't go there yet because people have to understand you're supposed to cut that ball between second and the pitcher's mound because you know the center fielder is actually a second baseman, so. You compensate for his lack of an arm with your strong arm with a shorter throw, but because he's in the wrong position, he actually can't put any mustard on the throw to Will Smith. Or he might throw you a two-seamer, but that's not even the problem. The problem with what Max Muncy did more so than anything, even with that relay throw after he came in too deep, is that he actually threw it to the, the wrong throw side. up the first baseline of the bag. He threw it to the wrong side of the catcher, and he threw it to the wrong side and of the that's catcher. that's just pressure. But and that's, that's pressure. pressure. And it was pressure on Will Smith too because he broke under pressure as well. But instead of catching the ball, you and watch every- three guys fall apart under pressure, yeah. and guys- then you watch afterwards, Dave Roberts just literally shake his head. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it's shame on Dave Roberts though because he put those guys in that situation because Chris Taylor shouldn't have yeah, never. First been of all, situation. shame on Dave Roberts because you stick with Pedro Baez. Pedro Baez yeah. is. I, I trust Kenley Jansen and just b- b- almost everybody except for Jeffrey Epstein more so than Pedro Bias. Pedro <laughs> right. Bias is, is uh, j- this guy, and then and then the, and then also 
you you let Bruce Dar throw seven pitches and you take him out the take him out the game. You can't. There's no Bruce, reason to take him out. Bruce but Dar's but, but. Bruce Dar needs to be in that game. He threw seven pitches. You need to let him close because more than likely he's going to be the closer next year. So, but I, I'm again. I'm still not mad. At Don't the, get mad. I'm still not mad at Kenley Don't because be he did. He 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 actually got. He could have got the job done if his team, at the very least, a Rosarena then gets hit by a sniper on his way around third They're on everywhere. a plane that get down, get down. They are in Arlington after all, so they 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 their snipers have been known to lurk. What ends up happening mm. is. A Rosarena trips. This is why this play was the most unbelievable finish to a World Series game I've ever seen ever. I've never seen anything like this before. The kid was skating. He was digging, and his speed, basically, he put too much torque on his body. Pretty much. And he just fell down because if he stays on his feet, that play isn't even close at home plate. No. I mean, he, he could probably didn't even, wouldn't even have to slide. No, he was at he the house. He falls down. The Dodgers... Throw the ball away. The game is over. And now everything, all the momentum that the Dodgers had is completely vanished. All of that incredible comeback, all the stuff that they did is all gone. And it's going to be very hard to win this game tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, on the line, longtime listener, second or third time caller. Is this Seattle fudge? I don't know if I want to be here. Sally, you're about to cry. Yeah. I'm in a mood. <laughs> we've been talking about all of the incredibly bad baseball-esque things that had to happen for that incredible improbable play to actually take place and as a baseball player you saw a lot of them there were so many just, things the whole thing the last four so many things lay it on us give us a one minute diatribe give us a one and a half minute you got 90 seconds to sum up this whole game because it was a great game all right all right all right so i'm gonna back up for a minute okay i'm gonna go back to bias so bias goes in there gives a bomb hold on back it up i'll get there so they 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 bring it back out right gives up another bomb they're trying to stretch it out to save the pen (laughs) okay get the logic doesn't work then they throw gratterall out there he gets one out then they bring Jansen Kenley in. Now look, I love Ken Kenley. He's he's an all timer for me. Love the guy. My heart's breaking watching him throw the baseball right now. But if you're going to stretch the bullpen out, throw Gratterall back out there for a couple guys. You throw Kenley out there. You make these switches. You got Chris Taylor in center field. You got I love Chris Taylor. You need a Chris Taylor. You got Chris Taylor playing center field. He throws the ball like a second baseman because he's a second baseman. He gets a ball hit to him, boots it. Tries to make that throw, the whole thing falls apart. There's just so many little things that are happening in there that don't make logical sense. Like, what's your philosophy? What's your approach? Stick to it. I'm confused right now. I'm just confused. And my heart's breaking because I watch Kenley and I'm watching this and people are like, oh, that was a cutter across the middle of the plate. I'm like, there's no such thing as a cutter across the middle of the plate. That's called a fastball. <laughs> a <flat> fastball. <laughs> or a BP fastball. A cutter, a, cutter, a cutter down the middle of the plate is not a cutter. Because it would go to the outside of the plate. Exactly. Or it would go over into the stands. (laughs) Well, this is what we were talking about. So he's throwing 92. I'm like, and he's missing his spots. And I'm like, if you're going to miss your spots, like Gratterall missed his spots at 102, not at 92. Right. There's a big difference. And I I agree with you. Man. 
Well, okay, so here's where I came from, Fudge. I actually, for for once, am not mad at Kinley because despite the fact that things went the way that they went, Kinley's pitch selection and what he did wasn't bad. The team let him down. The umpire tried to bail him out because, for one, the, the pitch to a Rosarena, the 2-2 pitch to a Rose, the pitch that made it 2-2 to Rosarena was one of the, actually, it was a 2-2 pitch. It was a cutter that had hard bite that went just off the plate, and that kid took that pitch with ice water in his veins. As they that was a great game, cutter. Yeah, in the game, you have the eye of a diamond cutter. <laughs> he had the eye of a diamond cutter to take that. What's your, see, what's your approach? Do you have a, you, you had your pitching coach out there for like a three-minute talk. What's your approach right there? Is it, are, you, are you throwing around him? Are you going well, that's what, that's what I was t- like a 90-mile-an-hour fastball down the middle that he took. And I'm like, okay, he's going at him. And then he nibbles. And then he's starting like, what's your, what's your approach right here? I think the approach was to see if he would, after you steal that strike, when you steal that strike, then you're saying that you're going to go and try to pitch around him and try to get him to get out of the zone. And he didn't bite out of the zone. So after that, you just say you're going to walk him, which is always a bad theory to me. You don't ever want to put the winning run That's, on that the base. That never be the option. For sure. For sure. No. And, but then also, wait a minute, Seattle Larry. Seattle Larry, let me ask you. That. I'm telling you <laughs> that, that, the, that the Dodgers are Seattle sticking. <laughs> yeah, well, the Dodgers are sticking to their formula. This is their formula. This is this is how they play the game, mixing and matching and putting people out of position. But, but you had it though. All you had to do, you have a center fielder. Jock Peterson played center field for like he, five he years. He played center field, and he was he was the franchise center fielder for about five years. Yeah. And they for literally sure. moved off for because sure. he lose fifteen pounds more or less. But and to and prove I'm how good he is in center, he made a great catch and left. No, this isn't about Aiden Chris Taylor. This is about playing the game the right way. And one of the most frustrating things as a Dodgers fan is last night we watched them win the game in a lopsided fashion. And the reason the game became lopsided is because they played small ball and played the game the right way. The thing that opened the whole game up was the safety squeeze with Austin Barnes. That opened the entire game up. Imagine that. Baseball had bunts for for 150 years. Right. And now we don't bunt at all. So many chances. I think they had. I think the Dodgers had like nineteen runners on base tonight. 19. Oh, really? What like, you get is all you get as what you deserve as in this game because if you don't play the game, but in this game, if you don't play it the right way, it pays you back in some form or fashion. Eventually, it will catch up with you. And the Dodgers keep putting yeah, their and, keep putting their players in situations to fail. Kenley Jansen, Chris Taylor. Yeah. I mean, we keep talking about all the different position moves. Max Muncy is Max paying Mun- the price. Be- because he never gets to play in his normal position, which is first base. He's been doing it now, but, you know, it, it takes a toll on you eventually. He threw a changeup. As always, just something he yeah. threw a changeup to, um, you know, to to uh, Will Smith. Will Smith, who then whiffs on catching the ball because like a changeup is supposed <laughs> change to do. He, he did. If you go watch it, he actually grips the ball. with the, He palms yeah. the ball. So then he throws it. That's part of the reason it's up the first baseline instead of in the third base. Another thing from a first base perspective is, you know, your center fielder is a second baseman, or at least you should know. So the reason you cut that ball off so deep is because you're worried that the ball won't even have enough steam to make it to home plate. The problem with that is from the first base. Or if it does, it's a two seamer. No, 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 no. But but either way it goes, Chris Taylor's ball was going to end up rolling to home plate, so it didn't matter how he threw it. But the the thing is, 
Max Muncy catches the ball so close that he actually can't put any mustard on the throw to compensate right. for Taylor. He's only like forty heart. feet from Will Smith when he caught that ball. That's the problem. <laughs> so if you so if you put some mustard on it, Will Smith probably won't catch it because it's too hard. And right. then if you throw the change up, then you actually may have a career as a closer because <laughs> you make guys whiff on the change up. That game had there was there was so many things that had to go wrong to lose that game. <laughs> and the Dodgers found a way to so many get them. <laughs> and because 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 they were coming up in 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 retaking the lead, they were making you know. Yeah, but the crazy hit, part hit. is they were they were doing those hold, things. Hold on, Seattle. They just, it was like. Go ahead. The crazy thing is so many things had to go right for them to even be in a position to win that game. The Dodgers showed a lot of heart tonight. And the, what they else they showed you was when push came to shove and the, and the pressure came was that they folded. This is my concern. They showed big heart coming back in the seventh, big heart putting up runs in the eighth. This is this was you can't ask for anything. Here's the one more. thing. Here's the one thing. That 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 Atlanta series actually showed some grit. So here it is, right? Not only so did find Atlanta out series night show some grit because they they had to come back from three one to show. I mean that takes mustard right there, right? So I guess especially against that Braves team, which is legit. Well, so we're find out tomorrow. Right. But here's what this, this what is me just being a Dodgers fan talking. Uh, my fear is <laughs> you throw a first shot tomorrow. You throw a first shot tomorrow. The pen's been getting run. And, and part of this thing is, I don't think Kenley can go two games in a row. I, he, he throws good. Do you want good, him to? Good one night, the next night. No, I think I don't think he's that guy now. But but now you, you you're burning out your pen, right? Going early, you know. Urias uh, Urias was actually throwing the ball really well. You pulled him early. I'm not taking Urias out. Him, and now Kershaw is in that spot. And now Kershaw is in that spot where you're like, hey, it's going to be the seventh. They're going to. What are you going to do? Who are you going to go to? And this is that reputation that Kershaw has, which I don't think is fair, right? No, it's not fair. So, but they pay him a lot of money yeah. for it to not to be fair. And also, I disagree with you guys when it talks about Urias because he was getting hit hard. He was just getting the balls were just getting hit directly to people. So I, I think that, and so he was getting hard. Brandon Lau hit a ball, ball so hard that if Mookie wasn't the exceptional outfielder that he was, oh that ball's God. supposed to be ringing around in the outfield. I mean, so, yeah. and he hit a couple of, there were a couple of other line drives. So he was getting hit hard. That's what the thing they're, 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 they're bullpen is overrated. They do. Well, I, I told every night for, for two and a half weeks. That, like, this is the thing. issue. This is the issue. This is I told O in the beginning. No, but the, so Tampa Bay is going through the same thing. I told O in the beginning. And they gave up the booty. Over, and they but, gave up the booty. But who went, Who won at the end? This is what I'm saying. Defense and pitching wins baseball games. They kept and them they, in. And Tampa Bay didn't have defense or pitching. They so obviously did because they you, won. Because what they did was keep the you can't act like giving up game. seven runs. You kept the you can't game. Act like giving up seven runs is a victory for for a bullpen. Nowadays it is, and you kept the game in distance, striking distance for your team to win, and that's what the game is about now. The Dodgers folded once it came down to it. I'm just saying this is a battle of attrition. Yes, it's it been is. Like I agree. eleven games in twelve days or something. Yep. And the standards yep. only go five, so you're burning up your pen. So everybody's tired, right? So what's left, right? So then you, you've got to go to your starters and go, okay, he's going to be better on his fifth inning than a guy coming in for his fourth appearance in six days. Like, you got to pick, right? Let me tell and you, I just think Dodgers this, like, four-inning starting pitching thing is going to end up losing a series. 
Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> well, it's going to lose one team the series for sure. Well, biggest start of his career. I'm, I'm, Clayton Kershaw I'm, has to give you like, some length. Right now, I'm already like emotional because I love Kershaw. Yeah, I love him just because he's just make a, up for all of it. Yeah, he's a solid <laughs> individual, man. Can I make, a good person. Hey, can, can I then on one? Can I then on one more thing for a minute, guys? This is just me just being in a bit bitter mood. Can we just <laughs> yeah, stop hold, with all the all-time yeah, postseason record comments? I, can we just? Can we just stop? I know all these different analytics and and things that they keep bringing up is ridiculous. You know, this is the first guy to hit a bunt, like, do a bunt, and hit a home run. And I, okay, man, I get the message. You guys got stats well, now. I, I'm like the most home runs in a postseason, single so postseason. Right. I'm like they're playing four rounds. Can we stop? Stop. They do the same thing in basketball now. You have to put an asterisk by all of these numbers. You can't say that LeBron James passes a guy, even though LeBron James is a bad example, but you can't say he passes a guy in scoring when every since LeBron James has been playing in the postseason, the first round is a seven-game series. Yeah, they've had a that's game. Not, yeah. That's not fair to everybody who played five-game series and also before that, less rounds. But what I was yeah, going to say just is like, Justin Turner just has the most home runs in Dodgers postseason history, which is great. He's been amazing in the postseason. But he passed Boog Snyder. They only had the World Series in the 50s. What are we talking about? They only People had the World Series. Play. They, they the game. won the pennant, and that took you to the World Series. Right. <laughs> and, and so, you know, Kershaw's got to give him length. But I'm telling you, the secret weapon, if they can get his confidence together, is Tony Gonsolin. If Tony Gonson can get himself together and shut people down, they have such a short hook, and they've paired Tony Gonsolin and and De- and Dustin May, and both of their confidence is very low right now. And if they could get links out of either one of those guys, it would help dispel the bullpen in a major way. Well, with Dustin May, Dustin May is crazy young, and Tony Gonsolin is, is young pretty much as well. But Tony Gonsolin is shook, and I think that he's just tired. I mean, the whole schedule thing and them playing people out of position because they won't give them an actual position. Um, it's like the Trump administration. You're, you're not really, you don't really have a position. You know what I'm saying? So now you have a guy who's a starter, he's a middle reliever, and then he's a closer. I mean, you, you, Got to give these guys, you have to designate something for these guys so that they know where they stand. Dustin May is literally a starter, but you guys are using him as an opener. And then sometimes he's middle relief. I love it, Terry. Huh? I love it, Terry. Just compare Dave Roberts to Donald Trump. Just go stop for a second. Yeah, I, 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 he lost me with that one, but. But I agree with what you're saying. I just don't know how that. Yeah. I have no idea how that fits in with the bozo in charge. No, look. But I, I, I think one of those two guys. You're right, though. One of those two guys needs to step up and have a game because I'm, I actually think Kershaw is going to go out and throw the ball well tomorrow. It's going to come down to Game Six because they throw Bueller out there, so it's going to be Game Six, right? So one of those young kids is going to have to go out there and throw a gem, give him five at least. Right. I think we're yeah, going no, seven games. And, and I think to. it's all hands on deck in seven games. The Dodgers, the the odds are completely against them to win tomorrow, in my opinion, even with the goat on the mound. Because this kind of momentum swing, as everybody on the line is at some point an athlete, when you get momentum like this, I mean, this is enormous what the Rays just did. And the Rays should now feel invincible because they did everything they needed to do to win the game. Let me tell you something. The Rays felt invisible when they came in here. They beat the Astros. They beat the Yankees. They won the Eastern Division. So they you always felt a better like lineup than the New York yeah. Yankees. Yeah, you, they always felt like they can do it. And so for some reason, for everybody to keep 
thinking that they should, they really don't deserve to be there. They deserve to be there. And not only that, not imply that they don't deserve to be there. <laughs> well, everybody's implying that, that you and low key you do when you think that they, you know, you think everybody, I hear John Smoltz and was it, uh, Buck saying that, you know, how much better that the Dodgers are. But the Rays are a low budget, you know, if you go piece by piece, lineup by lineup, the Rays are a low budget Dodgers. You know, you got, you can match up the pieces. A Razor, uh, uh, Randy Arena is the low budget Mookie Betts. You know, you have Brandon Lau, that's the low budget, um, Corey Seeger. I mean, you can go through their whole lineup like that. And so, that's cool, but no, I never said that they don't deserve to be there, nor did I imply it. The reason that I said that if they didn't believe is because the the two games that the Dodgers had won coming into tonight, they won handily and they beat their best. They beat Charlie Morton, who's supposed to be the stopper and the closer, and they beat Blake Snell. So that's why Blake I said Snell. That. they didn't believe Blake Snell. They lost to Blake Snell. The Dodgers did. Well, he didn't get. He yeah. didn't. He didn't so, qualify for the win. Look, I I think this. I think the two best teams are playing the series. Yeah, I, mean, I do too. I agree with no that. No question. I agree with that. And 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 I think and I think I actually think the Dodgers are going to win in seven. I think they're going to. I think they just got the horses. Um, I think I actually for all the questions of tonight of all the little things that went wrong, all the like baseball decisions I don't get. I actually like Dave Roberts to keep that team together. But you got to get over the hump, if, or you're not. You're gonna. This is gonna be one of those things that like will carry with them for multiple years because it's, this is the year everybody goes. The Dodgers are the prohibitive favorite to win it this year all season. If you fall apart now, it's gonna carry with them, right? So this is gonna be the. I mean, we're down to three games, and the danger is everybody in the race bullpen throws 98. You get to a three game series, you throw every person out there. You know, so it's gonna be. It's going to be a crazy three games. Right. And we haven't seen Jose Alvarado yet. I mean, so this is, I mean, we, they really haven't, they can bring out guys out of the bullpen that's going to pump three digits all day long and they have movement. Not like the Dodgers who bring out pitchers who have flat, flat 100s. You know, uh, Pedro Baez, I mean, he's, he, he comes out there, but he's ineffective. And the Dodgers bullpen pretty much has been ineffective. I felt like they were overrated tonight. Yeah, they got it. Well, Trinan's his cutter and his sinker wasn't really cutting or sinking. And then you're talking about, you know, the other guys that they bring out, they really not are intimidating like that. So they get jumped on and the Rays depend on the home well, run and, ball. And so you got to stop that home run ball. That a bomb that Hunter Renfro hit. Guys, that was a bomb. Man, that was the, 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 the biggest, bomb, of the biggest postseason. bomb that I've seen of the postseason, except for that one that Giancarlo hit that was like out of the San Diego Stadium. Yeah, but that I don't I don't even know, man, because that was a bomb. I, I that, thought to that myself was, like that, that was that, insanity. That was <laughs> that was Vince sanity. Jeez Louise! And 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 they won't make the adjustments. It's just unbelievable to watch because Hunter Renfro is swinging for the seats every cut, and they won't now make the adjustments. now to stick to stick right there with which I'm glad you brought that up because to stick right there with that, you know who is making the adjustments? It seems is the Tampa Bay Rays against Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Cody Bellinger, the Braves did him such a favor to boost his confidence. Everybody who listens to the pod knows my history with Cody Bellinger. The kid has all the potential in the world, and he performs in a lot of big situations. And honestly, his defense has come so long, I can't knock him at all in that. Cody Bellinger hasn't hit a curveball in October in the last three years. (laughs) For some reason, the Braves... 
decided to throw him. I have a memory. The Braves decided to throw him cheese in a situation that was not the situation to throw him cheese. They decided to throw him uh, 0-2 or 1-2 fastball that he deposited deep into the seats that won the Dodgers game seven, among other Mookie Betts highlights. We still haven't even spoken about how incredible of a ball player Mookie Betts is dynamically across the board, all five tools. Let's stay with Bellinger. Tonight, you saw Bellinger corkscrewing himself into the ground, always swinging for the fences. It's unnecessary. You get up with runners on base. Oftentimes, you just need a knock. He swings for the fences. In this particular situation, we talked about it lightly, and I want to delve into it deeper. Seattle Fudge, you talked about how, excuse me, the Dodgers had 19 runners on base tonight. It can't be stated high enough and big enough how him getting thrown out at third base, trying to advance to third for the third out at third base was. It was a heads-up play that he got in the pickle long enough to make sure that the go-ahead run scored. But this is an enormous mental mistake to get thrown out at third. See, and I watched that. I was trying to see, was, was Evil giving him, was Evil like, well, him. pulling the third right there, or was that on him? Because he was running. You know, it was a three-point the moment. They're, 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 they're guessing the like throw. He, was gonna, he felt like he was good. Yeah, but right. you can't you can't guess the and throw. It, you have to check the you have to check to see if the if the if it's a bad throw. Look I, at the cutoff. He thought it was a play to play. He thought it. Yeah, he they cle- he clearly thought they were going home to get Turner. He doesn't run re- really well, right? Yes, Bellinger's actually usually a pretty good base runner. I'm 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 probably higher on I, I, you and I talked about Belly for a long time. I'm higher on him than you are as an all around player. I'm not even down I think on him as an all around player. He's undeniable. I'm talking he, about he is as streaky a guy as you'll ever see with at the, at, at, with the bat, though. Like, hot or cold right now. The, the thing I see that's different this year from last year, remember last year he gets two strikes and he shortened up. He'd choke up, he'd shorten up the swing, and and he just seems long and, and off balance sometimes, um, which is that why those breaking balls just corkscrew up. Been incentivized to stay with a long swing because the teams in earlier rounds blessed him with fastballs that he punished with two strikes. The Rays look like they actually watched the footage of the past three Octobers and have realized if we get this kid with two strikes, he shouldn't see anything in the strike zone. He should just see curveballs. But they do throw him cheese. They threw him cheese a couple of times and he popped it up. They threw him high cheese. He can't get to it. He's a lefty. He likes it low and in. So that's his sweet spot. And he, he and, has, and with plus the uppercut. Exactly. So you raise the level, you raise his eye level, he pops the ball up. And this and he did it, I think, this two is, times today. And this is him not making it. Right, this is what I'm talking about, though. I'm not saying that Adjustment. you don't throw him fastballs. I'm talking about two strike. Uh, I'm talking about the way that you watched the Houston Astros, the Boston Red Sox, the they Chicago Cubs. They made him look like a like he shouldn't be in the major leagues over the past three years in the playoffs. They made him look like he was the, in the softball league. The Washington Nationals, these teams made they gave you the blueprint on how to get Cody Bellinger out, and he hasn't made an adjustment, despite what people may want to believe. But you saw it last regular season, right? He, he, I mean, he made adjustments. He shortened up his swing. He was choking up. He was widening his stance onto a two strikes. He took it a different approach, and we, we they've gotten away from that within this year. So here's the thing going into three games. Everybody has to make adjustments right now. And whoever makes the most adjustments is going to win two or three. 
I mean, that's all there is. But you've got to leave him in there to swing the bat because you've got to have him in, and you got to hopefully oh, it's healthy. It it needs to be I'm not saying you field. take him out at this point. Well, I think his defense, you need his defense more than you need his offense, honestly. You, you really do because he's balling on D. He figured well, he's, out, he's I, got, I would love to know who he talked to to figure out his routes because now he uses his speed properly in center field and his well, athleticism. All, all he needs is his, uh, just a regular outfield coach to teach him that. But the Dodgers put him out there once again out of position. He was a first baseman. Then they threw him in the outfield and he was just free balling at that time. And by the way, he was a great first baseman. Yeah, but he has too many... No, but he has too many tools to leave him at first base. So you put him in center field. He has a great arm. He has great speed. And he's he's made a couple of great plays. But he's not swinging the stick, and you can shut him down. That's okay, because if you can compensate with your defense, Mookie is making it up on offense, and he's got other, other guys to pick him up. But right now, he's not even playing in, in center field. So if he's not going to be in center field, I don't know, even know if you need him. I, the guy I'm excited right now watching is Corey Seager, because he looks like he, we thought he was going to look. Yeah. Right. Like four he years like ago. He, he looked like he looked four years ago. He he has yeah. always been. You have not seen a healthy Corey Seager not produce. You haven't seen that because when Corey Seager is healthy, if you remember before, he was the franchise. Everybody treated him like a redheaded stepchild once he got hurt. But Corey Seager was the man until he wasn't. Now he's the man again. He's actually the guy that is most dangerous in the lineup. Right. No doubt. No doubt. He can do and it all. Still, what I love watching him, watching him up there, he's still in that box. There's so, so no ways to move he's him. Quiet. Man, he's quiet. He's, he's, he is so quiet man, in the box. Quiet. He he doesn't he doesn't fly open. He stays back on lefties. I mean, you it, it's hard. It seems like he's picking up the seams out of the pitcher's hands. He's out in the zone right now. That curveball, he saw that curveball before the guy even decided to throw it. <laughs> it's like he told the dude to throw him a curveball. That was unbelievable. Man, this three-run bomb is so big. I'm watching the highlights now. That three-run bomb by Brandon Lyle was so big. Because the Dodgers had all the momentum. Well, if you pay attention to Brandon Lau, there's certain players that have a different kind of pop off of their bat, and he's one of the guys. He he's literally has a different kind of sound off of his bat. And he's short to the ball, and he's taking the ball wherever his pitch, and he's taking that high velocity and taking it to the opposite Otako. field. Uh-huh, he goes oppo taco. Let's, let's, let's speak real quick about Jock Peterson. How clutch is Jock Peterson? He's been he's doing been clutch, this though. for the last four years. Yeah. Every year in the playoffs, he shows up. Remember when he went deep off Justin Verlander and we were there? Yeah. Man, that was a big bomb. And like I, the eight, off the season eight. moment, it seems like, right? Yes. Yeah, so off the season moment. He can focus all the time. <laughs> like, he can focus yeah. some of the time. And just, I heard John Smoltz say, it, and it's true. If he can figure out a way to focus all the time, it'll really, really change things for him. He could live up to that potential that the Dodgers had him for. Well, and he yeah. was almost gone, right, in the offseason. So, I mean, he was he traded. He literally didn't pass a physical, you know? and that's why he's not on the <laughs> right. Angels, from what I understand. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. It's time to wrap well, it up. I, Prediction I, time. What do you got? Three-game series. Uh, you know, I, I think it's Dodgers in seven. Um, I actually think Kershaw's going to throw the ball well. Dodgers take last night well. Game six is a mystery. But, but you got Bueller lined up for seven, and the way he's throwing the ball, I like the chances. Now, now, what I saw, I'm taking the. I still stay with Tampa Bay because of their pitching, their bullpen, and then also I saw Walker Bueller playing with his hand. I sent oh a text message during the game the last time, and he was playing with his hand, his fingers, and it looked like that blister is coming back to him maybe a little bit. And I feel like Kershaw is probably 
maybe Kershaw won't lose, but I feel like the Dodgers are going to lose tomorrow, not just because of momentum, but because they got to see Kershaw and they're going to be studying tape and footage and they're going to make some adjustments because the Dodgers seem to be the team that have a harder time making the adjustments than Tampa Bay right now. I think the mental component with the Dodgers losing this game can cost them the game tomorrow, which puts them in a really bad position for a game six. But I'm going to stay with it. I'm going with the Dodgers. I think it's going to take the full boat. I'm going with the Dodgers in seven. And all because I want the storybook because I think Kirsch comes out and he pitches game five. And I think you see Clayton Kershaw in relief in game seven. And he can have his it. ring. It can. He can literally. <laughs> the ring can be on his arm. Don't do it. And Don't put is, it on. That is. That, I, listen. Is that th- you signed that? Three will be looking for him. Get to ten grand. <laughs> this is a you. You sign that deal, and this I'll is take what it you get. now. I'll take Game Seven, Kershaw. I like you to like three against the Astros. I'm short rest. Well, I'll forget about yeah, forget about rest. that. Those, and he games. lost. I, I agree. He, he didn't. He didn't lose that game against the Astros on short rest in seven. Game, you what, game, game seven. Game, game seven. Kershaw they lost. Came out, yeah, they lost. He didn't lose that game. He came out and gave you it's six scores sport. in a, a in a clutch sport. situation. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to inform you guys. It's a team sport. You said he lost. Yeah, he didn't lose. He did. the team lost. because he's a part of the team. You're so full of crap. <laughs> so full of crap. Didn't hear from this guy the entire game. Seattle Fudge. Didn't hear from the entire game. Suddenly he's all he's all talk. Whatever. Unbelievable. I already made my prediction. I already made my prediction. I stick with it. I think Tampa Bay is the best team in baseball right now. Because they've been winning like this the whole year and nothing has changed. They they just stay around. They're like a they're like a, a San Diego, they're like a high end Padres. <laughs> yeah, they're like a they're like a hybrid of the Padres. You know, they just stay around, keep the game grimy, and let you make mistakes and keep the pitching. And, and then pretty soon you fall apart some kind of way and they exploit it. They're like hackers. The hacker the hackers of baseball. <laughs> they have exploits. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, this is a, this is a great series though. Uh, the one reason I'm happy the Dodgers lost this game is because now we know that it's gonna go six at least, and that this is this is a great matchup. I really like it. All right, folks, this has been the Ozone. I'm gonna leave you with a quote from Frederick Douglass, which is, "I prefer to be true to myself, even at the hazard of incurring the ridicule of others, rather than to be false and to incur my own abhorrence." Be true to yourselves, folks, and watch the World Series. It'll make you a better person. This is the Ozone. Ozone.